Happy weekend, Aspire listeners. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It is an interview that is actually on YouTube with the EduMatch Publishing Company with Mandy Freilich. And we had a special guest, Todd Nisloni, with us as we were talking about the launch of my new book, Aspire to Lead. So I hope you enjoy the conversation as we get behind the scenes of the process of the book, some funny stories between me and Todd, and then, of course, the different aspects of the book and how it's going to help current and aspiring leaders. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right. Happy evening to everybody. Welcome to another one of our EduLaunch shows. And I have one of my favorite authors on today. So I am super excited about this book that he's launching. Please welcome Joshua Stamper and to, to his own EduLaunch party. And so he was knocking on his own door and I let him inside for his own EduLaunch party. Because uh, we are here to celebrate with you know flying colors and all the streamers his release of Aspire to Lead, which we have been waiting on pins and needles for. So, um, Joshua, if there's anyone out there um, who doesn't uh, isn't familiar with your work, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Of course. So I am an assistant principal in the North Texas area and have been for eight years. And in addition to that. I have a podcast, Aspire the Leadership Development Podcast, and then I'm also on the Teach Better team as the podcast network manager and have been doing that for a year and just love being a part of that team. And then, of course, now I'm the author of a new EduMatch book, Aspire to Lead. <laughs> yeah, now you can add that that little tagline right on yes. there, right? Yeah, for sure. And we love the Teach Better team, of course, at EduMatch. Um, they are some of our favorites, uh, if that's just a, you know, double satisfaction on this launch here that we get to also launch one of the Teach Better team. So Definitely. um yeah, so absolutely. So how are you feeling about the launch? Have you been excited all day? Are you doing anything special? What's happening? Yeah, so I, I actually took the day off. I, I knew I was going to be doing a lot of different things. So um, I released an episode with Sarah Thomas about mm. the book and her contribution. And then I uh, got a chance to be a guest with George Kuros on his podcast today. And then, of course, just working on social media and just thanking a lot of people for just their encouragement and their their kind words. So um, there was quite a, a celebration today on social media. So it was fun to to have a lot of friends um, post about it and just share their excitement. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So we're going to dive right in here because uh, as we were talking about before the show, this half an hour, it just was crazy fast. And so I want yeah. to make sure that everybody who's listening gets a, uh, a really good idea of, of what the book is about and a little bit about your work. And um, I just want to remind everybody, uh, if you're just joining us, we will pick two winners at the end of uh, end of the show. We always pick those winners by scrolling through the comments. So the more you comment, the more you ask questions, the better chance you have at winning a free signed copy of the book. So. Um, comment away uh, wherever you are, either Facebook, uh, we see it, or, or YouTube, we see it from all over the place. And so um, we're going to, but we want to get started here. So why don't you go ahead and start us out with why, you know, kind of the, the, the always the first question, right? What is it all about? What is your point? Yeah. Well, you start with the why, and I think that's a great place to start too, because, you know, in my admin journey early on, I had an opportunity to work with aspiring leaders in my last district in creating a program with five amazing assistant principals to work with folks that 
may not be in a, in a position of leadership, but had the skills that were identified and did that for two years. And, and we did a pretty good job with the pilot program where the district actually took it over. And so because of that, I, I never had that pro project to work on. And so I wanted to help aspiring leaders because I just absolutely fell in love with not only the program, but working with those who were hungry to, to lead someday. And so that's actually where the, the birth of the podcast came from. And as I was doing the podcast, I started to really reflect on my own journey. And it, it started to be apparent that it was bumpier than I realized as I was kind of <laughs> reflecting on that. And I started to think, well, what if I created a guide that might help someone, regardless of where they are in their leadership journey, to kind of walk through the pitfalls and kind of show how I could have done it differently or, or maybe even better. And so mm -hmm. I came up with the ASPIRE acronym, the ASPIRE model, which is activate, support, persevere, identify, reflect, and execute. And not that those are linear, not that you have to each hit each step each time, but I thought those were like major philosophies that every aspiring leader uh, needs to have. And so really the timeline is linear where it's me as an art teacher all the way up to me becoming an, an administrator, but I kind of pinpoint these major priorities with the Aspire model. So there's discussion questions at each, in each chapter, there's contributing authors. I have 12 fantastic educational leaders in there and they have all different titles. So I preface in the book, it doesn't matter where you are, you are a leader if you're an educator. And I really tried to do that with the people that contributed. I didn't want just a bunch of principals or a bunch of, you know, uh, central office folks. I wanted teachers. I wanted librarians. I wanted, you know, the whole gamut administrators too. So um, not only those contributions, but then there's also um, some QR codes in there for the SR podcast that kind of are just additional information to go with each chapter. And then the second part is all about three main concepts, which is empathy, creativity, and passion. And those are just some major characteristics I think every leader needs to have. And so with the empathy piece, was really to talk about restorative practices, the passion projects, and then of course, creating a culture of creativity within your campus. Uh, well, I love how you have the acronym because acronyms are always easy to follow, right? Yeah. Like you can always go back and read them. But the um, one of the things that I love about your book, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about this in a bit because we have a, a specific question for it, is just the idea of being able to tell your your story of leadership from no matter no matter what level you're at like yeah. level or like you know um whether you're at a, a teacher level which i see teachers do amazing leadership things all the time yep. um and as a teacher i also screwed up in <laughs> in the leadership category all the time you know and um but we learn from those things and that's what you know we we're one of maybe our legacies is being able to tell other people, this mm -hmm. worked really well for me and this didn't work at all. You know, make make your choices from that. And I think sure. that that's sort of what your book reminds me of, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of that, uh, that mentor who has been through the ringer and who's willing to share their stories um, so that other people can kind of learn from them. So Yeah, I think you make a great comment there because the mentorship piece obviously is something I talk about, but I think that going through, you know, each time I speak or um, in the program that we had at the district, you know, or even just after a podcast, somebody will email me. And a lot of times what they'll say is I don't have a mentor. Or I don't have someone to kind of guide me through to become a leader in my building or in my district. And I mean, one, it's sad, 
you know, I just mm -hmm. posted something the other day and someone, the first comment on there was, I don't have a mentor. I wish I did. And it breaks my heart that there's so many folks in education that feel that way. And so I, mm -hmm. I wanted to give some type of resource for those who may not have someone in their building or in their district that they can look up to and, and get that, that wisdom or advice from. And it's not only for myself, but like I said, 12 amazing educational leaders. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, part of, um, you know, I don't think that I was ever in a district where the district assigned me a mentor. And yet I have like probably six or seven mentors now yeah. Yeah. Um, because I curated my own group of mentors. Sure. And and that's a really powerful thing to do at any, again, whether you're, I had a curated mentors when I was a teacher, curated mentors when I was an administrator. And what I learned was is that I had no mentors, not a single one who was perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful to know. But then also to understand that, like, I go to this mentor for these questions because he's really good at that. But I go to this mentor for these questions because mm -hmm. she's really good at that. Yes. And, um, and so I think that, you know, understanding that, like getting this book is going to be a really powerful way to um, start curating your own mentorship, right? So uh, I sure. love um, I love that your book is, is set up that way. I think that it's really fantastic because there's not enough books out there like that. Thank you. So, um, so this kind of goes into that a little bit. So what was, you know, we kind of started with the why, but was there, yeah. uh, like, I know you wanted to, to impact, but was it really just like a, you know, like a moment where you're like, this just has to be a book. It just has to be. No, I don't know if there was a pinpoint moment. I think it was more like, honestly, when I started the podcast, I had in the back of my mind that I would write a book someday. And I had that like secret goal that, you know, we kind of harbor ourselves because we're, yeah. We're, we don't want to be vulnerable with other people. And, and so as the podcast was going on and obviously, you know, I'm at like 164 interviews and multiple bonus episodes. I'm, I'm over 200 with the episodes. Like that's a lot of conversations with some amazing educators and, you know, just pulling wisdom from them and just like having that experience and, and ha finding my voice through that. Mm -hmm. I think that's when I started getting the confidence to say, maybe I do have a story that can be told that could help some folks. And so you know, that's the why I, I hope that I'm serving in, in some way, right? I don't make any money on the podcast. I do it purely for a passion project and to help others. And so I just felt like this might be a, a connection piece or um, something to enhance, you know, what I'm already providing to folks. And so, you know, if someone, even if it's just one or two people that can learn from my mistakes and mm -hmm. the, then it's worth it, right? I mean, um, mm -hmm. I try to be really transparent in the book. I try to be really vulnerable with my stories and, and not hold back because I think, a lot of times we talk about our successes, but that's not the full scope of our journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it leads us into the next question a little bit. So I'm just going to ask mm -hmm. you to keep, keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, so the question was, uh, you know, we noticed that you speak about your own failure yeah. and aspire to lead. How has your own failure and vulnerability impacted the book message? Well, yeah. So, you know, when I started writing it, I wanted folks to understand that a pathway to leadership is going to be extremely rocky. And there's plenty of images out there of the, like, it's not linear, it's not a straight line, right? It's like a squiggly line. And mm -hmm. I really wanted to make sure that that was resonating in, the, in my stories. And so I wanted to make sure that I was clear and concise about like where I fell in my reflection with that. So, mm -hmm. and then like what I would have done differently or what I should have, or maybe how I restored that incident or that, that, that instance. So, um, there were plenty of opportunities that I got from my mentor, Sandra Pegram, who is also a contributing author in the book, 
where she gave me a lot of experiences, hands on, go and do, <laughs> she delegated, mm -hmm. right, to, to allow me okay. to get that experience to get to the next level. And she, she was there to be my safety net, but she didn't save me, if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. I have plenty of instances where I was very prideful and wanted to show off that I could do the job and, and I did not succeed the way that I probably should have. Not that I failed flat on my face, but I provide a lot of different instances in that. And also like just in the interview process, you know, in the execute chapter, I talk about how I went to an interview, what steps I used and that didn't work, how I did not get accepted the first time in an interview, which if you're trying to become an administrator one day or any leadership position, most likely you're going to get more no's than you will yes. And so what are some things mm -hmm. that we can do? And so um, Jill Seiler, she's the contributing author, author for that mm -hmm. chapter. And she does a marvelous job of helping like with resumes and some of the, the other things that folks really want to hone in on, especially if they're, you know, worried about the interview process or how do I even get the interview in the first place? Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love that. I love that. There's a, such a practical, well, first of all, Jill's awesome. Uh, but I love it. Yeah, she is. But there's uh, such a practical piece of the of the book as well. Because um, that's that stuff that people ever talk about. I was in a, I worked with a district who did have a program for their assistant principals in mentoring them to be principals. And so they had a whole program that was outside of their leadership, uh, their normal leadership responsibilities where they did stuff like that. They walked them through creating a resume. The district actually did this. Um, they walked them through. It was a fantastic program to get their APs ready to be principals. And I thought this is like this. It, it reminds me, your book sort of reminds me of that a little bit. It's, that, it's just that idea that we can uh, support our people, our leaders, whether, you know, whether it's role or, or just they are leaders. Uh, we can support those people by providing them with information and supporting them. Um, and it just makes us better all around. And um, so reminded me of that a little bit. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. So we have a very special guest. Guests are one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. Everybody knows that. I get all excited about guests. And um, today is uh, a, a really, really special guest as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this person who's coming up? Well, this this gentleman here is actually the person that did the forward for the book and probably is the reason for a lot of things. One, the podcast, but then also the book. Great, great friends, brother from another mother, and uh, Todd Nesloni, the author of Kids Deserve It. He's got so many. I think he's up to five books now. Amazing guy, leader, and... Um, works for Tepsa right now and is just someone that I lean on often. So I actually did the book pitch to him before I even pitched it to anyone else uh, before Edgy Match. So before you practiced, <laughs> well, it was more like quite a long time ago. Hey, I have this idea, right? And sure. you know, does this resonate with you? So I, I, I didn't want anyone else to write the forward. So yeah, I'm, I'm super awesome. excited to have Todd. Well, let's bring him on because usually they're just knocking at the door, but Todd is like absolutely pounding at the door. Is he just waving his hands? Yeah. I know he's waving his hand. He's making funny faces <laughs> like we need to get him on. So here he goes. Y'all are All crazy. Right. <laughs> hey, Todd, how's it going? Hey, it is going great. Congratulations, John. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Isn't it amazing? We're so excited <laughs> for him. I mean, it's, I feel like 
I was excited when I first, um, when we first brought him on, just because I'm such a fan of his, and then to actually see the book and, and get it, to like show it again. Have you seen Todd? Have you seen the cover? It's awesome. Yes, I'm definitely. I, I'm, uh, Josh and I were talking about this earlier. I feel like I have been looking forward to this book for like five years. <laughs> uh, the fact that it's finally out there, I'm like, oh, finally, other people get to hear about what I have been hearing about for so long from Josh. So. Yeah, that is amazing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, like your relationship with Josh and your relationship with the book as far as like you told us a little bit, but go a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, you know, honestly, I can't even remember where Josh and I met. Um, I'm, I think it was TCEA, but it I'm was. not sure. Yeah. Um, but we, it was just one of those things where we just hit it off immediately. And a, just a great friendship has bloomed where it, it just like he said earlier, it really does feel like Brothers from Another Mother where this always there when I need him. I try to be available when he needs me, but we both you have are. little kids running around everywhere. So sometimes <laughs> that becomes a little difficult, but it's been great to have somebody to just always pitch ideas off of who is going to be honest, but always from a place of love. So it's always easier to take criticism when it comes from somebody you know has a good heart. And that's one thing that I've always been super impressed about with, with Josh is that what you see is the real him. It's not anything that is forced or faked for social media. I mean, that's one thing that I've always been blown away by is he's never changed who he was to be anything else for anybody else. Hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah, and, and that'll come through in the book. Too. Yeah, like that whole, that whole uh, you know, what you see is what you get will, will definitely come through in the book and in the stories as well. And so I appreciate that. And I love what you said about the, you know, brother from another mother thing. like. It's so funny how you find PLN members like that, isn't it? How all of a sudden they're there and you're like, how did I not know you before? What was my life like before I <laughs> before I knew you? Because you just get what? so close. You know, we, we knew each other on social media before we ever met in person. And so it's definitely one of those like, online dating kind of things where you're like, okay, when I meet this person in real life, are they going to be like a weirdo where I got to be like, oh, I'm just too busy to ever hang out with you again. And so the fact that it, both of us really got along online and in person was a great blessing for sure. Well, you just described why EduMatch is not actually a dating site. Like, <laughs> you just described exactly why that's not the case. So um, yeah, what do you think, uh, do you have kind of a favorite thing that Josh talks about or like something from the book that really resonated with you or anything like that? You know, what I love about what Josh did with the book is I feel like there's so much depth in the book without it feeling too heavy for a, for a, a pick up and read. I'm the kind of reader where I want to pick up a PD book and I want to dive into it as I can. I want to have nuggets to take away. I want things that are going to make me think and make me stop for a little bit, but not things that are like going to be like, okay, this is way too much for me. I, I can't handle this. Like, that's not my, it's like Shakespeare. I'm not into Shakespeare. That's too much for me. Like, give me, give me better poetry than Shakespeare. Like, give me some Jason Reynolds or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, so, so when I, when I first read Josh's book, I think that's what drew me into it is that there was depth without it being too heavy, where I had so many takeaways. And there's so many great books on the market now that you wonder, like, how's this one going to stand out? Is it mm -hmm. worth my investment? All these things. And, and that's why when Josh asked to write the forward for me to write a forward, I didn't hesitate at all because I was like, I completely support this vision and the work he's doing um, because it's incredible. And, and when you hear him speak 
about it too when he does sessions and workshops and things like that it's even more powerful there so i love the book but i love when he gets to present and, and share that message through his voice as well can I, can I share how uh how i asked you to do the fourth yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so years ago when i pitched the idea to todd and said hey is this a good idea for a book of mm -hmm. course he said this is fantastic right so i said well i want you to, to write forward and he's like sure of course just kind of like a throwaway comment well i took that as he's going to write the forward. Yes. So right. <laughs> years later, right, I signed the contract. I actually had a mock-up design of the book, which is not the design that I created that, you know, is on the cover, but I sent it to Todd and said, Hey, what do you think? And I was asking for like design concepts, like give me some feedback. <laughs> he texted back, is this your formal ask for me to do the forward of your book? <laughs> Because my name was on the cover. I was like, I was like why is my name out there? <laughs> like, did I commit to something and forget about it? Like, dude, what are you talking about? You already agreed to this. <laughs> what? So I had to remind him of our conversation at the conference a long time ago. It was like, yeah. hey, we had this conversation already, buddy. You, you're locked in. Yeah, it was kind of like when you know, like when the kids ask each other to homecoming. He, just, <laughs> he did the same thing, but in the form of a book cover. Yeah. Will you will you write my forward <laughs> by putting your name at the bottom? So then I had then I had to ask, you know, will you please write write the forward in my book? So yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. So fantastic. So um, Todd, do you want to stick on with us, or you got twins? You have like right? You have so we have all the things. He's happening. locked in. He, we already talked he's, about this. He's, he's, locked, he's in. locked in. He's yeah, locked in. I'll, I'll stick around for a little bit until I hear them going crazy because it's yeah, bedtime. Okay. So that's true. That sounds perfect. So basically, what happened is Josh went, just went behind you and locked the door. So you. Can't <laughs> <back> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I got Liz okay. on the phone right now. I was gonna say Liz, Liz loves Josh, so she's like, "Yeah, whatever Josh says, you can go do." Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, can you tell us a little bit more about the empathy piece in Aspire to Lead? Yes, for sure. So this is not that I have a favorite chapter, but I think this is something I'm extremely passionate about because, and Todd knows this story too, just our family dynamics and being foster parents and how that's changed me as an educator. And so um, I wanted to bring that piece in because that's something that I've been working on heavily for the last eight years as an administrator is to change the practice of, of school discipline and really honing in on not only restorative practices, but trauma-informed strategies. And mm -hmm. just the, the research that was uncovered for myself personally as a father, as a foster parent, then translating that over as an administrator. And then what, what I did moving forward to change the practices of just using detentions in school suspension and out of school suspension. Mm -hmm. Which we know doesn't work, but we no. keep doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. um yeah so that empathy piece is so uh so incredibly critical and and i love where that comes from i didn't actually know that you were a foster parent so that's amazing as well so um that comes from a place of needing to understand trauma you have to understand trauma when you're a foster parent because that's Most definitely it's, it's the only thing those kids know most of the time. Well, and um, what people don't realize is that in schools, almost 70% of our students have a form of trauma. And if you're in a Title I school, that number is greatly advanced. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the strategies of just yelling at a kid and then behaving because of that and being compliant is just not reality. And unfortunately, right. that's the tactics that a lot of our, our educators use. And so, you know, like I said, uh, it's something I'm extremely passionate about of something I've done on my own campus of creating a relationship action team 
what are the strategies that we're going to use to regulate our students' emotions so that they can stay in class with the expert instead of just removing them and putting them somewhere else. And then we're surprised when they don't retain the information that they need to be at grade level. And then of course, you know, our high stakes state assessments, which don't get me started, but yeah. obviously they don't have the information to do well on those either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we make we make a lot of assumptions, I think, about about kids that are are really interesting that don't necessarily give us the, like our assumptions take away the tools we could be using with those kids like my the, the connection i'm making is my daughter is adopted from guatemala she yeah. came home at 10 months and so everybody says to us well there should be nothing wrong with her there should be no trauma because she came home when she was a baby um but that's not that's not the way trauma works and i think that in some ways we don't even like as a society we don't understand trauma not even the neuroscientists and the psychologists and psychiatrists really understand trauma very well. Um, but we, even the tools that we do have um, are not something that we necessarily fall back on when we should. And so I think that that, you know, that's really important, uh, important too. And so I love that piece of your book. Yeah, I just think mental health in general and, and the brain and how it works. I think that's just something that we, we don't have a lot of knowledge on and we have a lot of mis misperceptions of what that is, like you said, in society. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. just changing that mindset and, and realizing that there's alternative strategies that are far better than the ones that we're using. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, and so tell me, so the other things that you, and you had mentioned these in the, in the very beginning, uh, the creative and uh, creativity and the passion piece. So tell me more about the creativity and passion aspects uh, of Aspire to Lead. Why are they important? Well, I talk, I talk about Todd and, and my visit to his campus in, in this chapter of passion because I got to go down to Nova Soda, see him in action, which he's a phenomenal administrator as a principal. He's fantastic with the staff and students, but I got to witness the behind the scenes of Kids Deserve It podcast and Todd was marvelous. He made it look very, very easy, which I found out it's not that easy um, to do a podcast, but I don't know if you remember this, Todd. I probably peppered about a thousand questions at you about that piece. Yep. And <laughs> then I was like, well, you know what? I don't have this aspiring leadership program anymore. What if I did a podcast for those folks? And he gave me, of course, the, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Why, why wouldn't you do that? He's, he's always been my biggest cheerleader. So I'm um, outside of Leslie, my wife. So, so Todd, you know, pushed me to, to, or I shouldn't say push. You nudged me. Oh, no, I pushed because at some point Josh was trying to make excuses and be like, oh, I don't know. Like this happened. Maybe it's not meant to be. Like, I don't know what to do here. And I'm like, you have so much to offer. Do it. So what it turned into was a passion project, which honestly gave me, it gave me what I needed to be the best version of myself at my job. And I didn't realize that that connection that was was being made and that I needed that, um, but that's what it came out to be. And so I think of the podcast as like exercise for my mind. I always begrudgingly go into an interview like, oh, I'm so tired. I just did a full day at work. I just put the kids to bed. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And then I get done and I'm so like amped up afterwards. I'm like, this was the greatest interview ever. I don't know why I even thought I shouldn't have done it. And the same thing, it's like when I, when I go for a run, I'm like begrudging like out the door. I don't want to go for a run. And then I get back and I feel so much better, like just mm -hmm. mentally and physically. And it's the same way, but like I said, with the brain. And so um, if, if a podcast is that for me, like what other po passion projects are out there 
that other educators need in their life that they don't even realize exists. And so we all have things that we love and that, that pour into us and we just need to mm -hmm. identify that. And that goes with the, like the mental health piece, right. Of mm -hmm. finding balance and, and understanding what gives us life so that we can breathe that into other people. And so um, the second piece, which I probably won't talk too much about, but the creativity is like, as a former artist, I just feel like we do things status quo so often. We, we mm -hmm. work in tradition and, and we just do it because it's been done. And as a culture, I think every school needs to really hone in on creativity and, and allowing that, you know, we're not just trying to retain information and, and gather knowledge. Like we actually have to apply that and we have to do it in a creative way. So um, that chapter is kind of more about creating a culture of creativity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to go back for just a second, though. You were super excited about my podcast, right? Like you never thought you didn't want to. Oh, my to. goodness. I, mean, I was doing like, backflips. Oh, my gosh, I get to do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, called Todd up. I was like, I got sure. Mandy Fraley coming in. I am amped <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Just making sure. So yeah, sure. Um, this this half an hour is already over. It's crazy to me how fast these so parties fast. go. Just insane. So we're going to wrap up a little bit and uh, Todd, thank you so much for, for making time out of your, out of your busy day. And with the twins, what are the twins' names? Uh, Brixton and Liam. Brixton. Oh, I actually knew this. I saw it on social media at some point when you first met. Yeah, they're it, all so. over social media. I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Proud dad. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that is absolutely all right. We need to see uh, cute twin pictures as much as we can. So that is fantastic. Um, so thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to scroll through the comments and we are going to pick two winners out of the out of the comments to receive a signed copy of Aspire to Lead. So what we're going to do is I am going to scroll. Bye, Todd. Thank you. I am going to scroll and um, Josh, just tell me when to stop. Oh, just say stop. Just say stop. Stop. Okay, so this person is Rochelle. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, because it was Rochelle's Facebook. Oh, leader. she actually put it in the <laughs> Yeah, Perfect. I knew it. That's how I knew who it was. Um, so Rochelle is uh one of your winners. Awesome. And so she'll she'll be easy enough to find. And then tell me when to stop again. Stop. Um Monica Boone Billman. All right. Would be the other one. So her her comment on on Todd's, <laughs> uh, on Todd's babies are are what matter there. So yes, um, his twins are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I like I said I remember seeing when when they were first born. So that's yes. that's amazing. So if you uh, again, thank you so much, Joshua. Congratulations! Course, I'm you. so happy for you. Um, it's been a blast being on here uh, with you today and. I'm so happy that you got to celebrate and do all the fun things and take off today to, yes. to celebrate as well. So again, congratulations. Um, you. If you guys are looking to order uh, Josh's Aspire to Lead in bulk, which is only 10 books and up. So if you think that's not very many for all the leaders that you have in your district, we do offer a discount and you can get that discount by um, emailing Sarah Thomas at edumatchbooks at edumatchers.org. You can also find Aspire to Lead um, at bit.ly slash Aspire Lead. Um, you can find it on Barnes & Noble, you can find it on Amazon, and you can also find it on our edumatchpublishing.com uh, website. And so again, Josh, 
congratulations. Thank you. Your party is over. <laughs> but we're going to keep celebrating all week long. So keep a, keep an eye on Josh's social media for him to run more contests, for him to give you additional information, resources, yes. quotes, all of those good things. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. So on social media, I'm at Joshua double underscore Stamper, or you can go to my website, joshstamper.com. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank everybody you, for being here. Have a great night.